0: Dear Diary, welcome to the My Darling Diary podcast. My name is Jesse Aption. It's my heart to sit down, just us, me and you, and have a heart to heart. So we call this podcast My Darling Diary because it's a personal journal and diary. A diary created a purpose to communicate the heart this podcast is designed to encourage light and hope in a dark season, to speak up on the things that need to be said, especially in the fashion industry. We're sitting down. We're going to have girl chats, y'all, about us, the generations doing life in the era of social media. Everyone is welcome here. No one is judged. No one is uninvited. This is our messy in between. Let's do life together. Let's have a heart to heart. Hello, hello. I have a very wise and amazing friend today on my podcast. Her name is Caroline Dykes. Hi, Caroline. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited you're here. So, Caroline is a pastor, first yeah. pastor on the podcast. <laughs> I'm so pumped about this. And she's also just, I mean, you're just a regular girl in the 21st century world, too. Yes,
1: yes, I am. So,
0: she's going to bring the heat <laughs> on both sides of the world. And, um, Caroline is just a healthy leader. You're a wife and obviously you have a strong role in the church, but then you're also, like I said, just in it in the 21st century. In it to win it. Yes. Yeah. And so today's (laughs) episode is just jam packed with wisdom. Caroline is a very wise woman of God and she you and your husband mentored David, my boyfriend, Mm -hmm. for like a good amount of time, right? Yeah.
1: David and I were on staff together um, at the church that I currently work at and, you know, just connected really well and had a great working relationship. And then of course, my husband, Ryan, was involved in that too. And it's just been, it's been so fun
0: getting to know him more and now you more. So David just (laughs) adores you guys. So that's so sweet. And I've loved getting to know you, but There's so much that I can learn from you and I know so much the girls can learn from you. So I'm so pumped about this. And today is going to be about trusting, trusting God, trusting people. It's going to be about pressure in the 21st century world. We have a lot of good stories and just, I think this is going to really hit home for a lot of women in different seasons of life. Yeah. We're really going to hit home on... Different areas, different timelines, and so I hope that this encourages you guys. Do you want to like start out with like a little bit about yourself for your first story? Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh. So first off, thank you so much, Jesse, for having me. I'm so excited. But um, yeah, like Jesse said, I'm a pastor at a church here in Dallas, Texas, and I've been on staff at this church for a little over three years. And I am married. I. Uh, I've been married to the amazing Ryan Dykes for five years. Shout
2: out. <laughs> I'm like so I'm going to send this to shout sheet. Out your, your
1: husband. <laughs> Um, but no, he's amazing. So we've had a journey for sure, and we we are expecting our first little baby, and uh, that'll be in September. So we're we're really excited. Soon but to
0: be mama. Soon to be mama. So
1: that's a little a little intro about me, but. Um, yeah, our story started at Texas Tech University and um, it was a crazy one. We got married in February of 2016. And, and then, you know, when we started trying to have babies, had some struggles, had a miscarriage in 2019 and um, it was really hard yeah. and we had decided to start trying and when we did try we got pregnant really quickly, which was amazing. And then a few weeks later we miscarried and I was actually at the church during the time and it was awful and so hard. Yeah. And, um, went to the doctor obviously, and everything was confirmed. And then during the sonogram to confirm that we were miscarrying, he noticed that there was an issue in me. And so I ended up having A little bit of a surgery in March of 2020, actually, right before the lockdown, which was crazy and actually was a gift because that was extended rest time for me. Absolutely. And so, anyway, had the surgery, recovered well, everything was fine. And then we were released to start trying again. And so, from March to August, we had been trying and then we got pregnant again in August of 2020 and then miscarried again. So two miscarriages, um, definitely not the journey that I thought, definitely not the story that I thought was going to be mine. Right. Um, lots of processing, lots of really, really hard conversations with the Lord through that whole year. And, um, and then of course, you know, we got pregnant in January of this year, and we're expecting in September, and we're twenty-one weeks now.
0: Twenty-one weeks. So we made it past that scary time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, That's a little bit such, of our story. It's a happy, happy ending beginning. Yes. So exciting. Yeah. And I, I love Caroline's story. Obviously, it's hard. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it that is suffering in those knows and those closed doors, and, but. I do feel like it's something that's just going on right now in this era. There's a lot of infertility. There's a lot of miscarriages, and it's just something that I wanted to bring on this podcast. Bring up on this podcast It's because yeah. we talk about singleness all the time, but there's that like driving force behind singleness, and it's like you know, as women, we have the desire to be moms, right? Yes. To to get pregnant and to. Start a family. And I think that's kind of rushing the timeline, right? Or if you are already married, then, you know, you're getting in that place of why am I not getting pregnant and things like that. Do you want to talk a little bit about the pressure that you felt?
1: Yes, totally. Um, There's just some weird expectation I think that the world puts on us and I wouldn't even say it's just the world it's what we put on ourselves and you know Ryan and I got married five years ago and I thought I'm gonna have all my kids by 25 and it's gonna be great and
0: that's what I thought
1: too yeah and so it's just shocking when you hit 28 years old and you start trying and then these situations happen you know you miscarry and then you're waiting and the waiting season is hard but um, there's just a really sweet time. And I know that sounds weird, but there's a sweet time when you're going through a trial and you can be that vulnerable and that honest with the Lord about everything that you're feeling. And I'll be completely vulnerable and transparent. I had to get to the Lord and basically tell him how mad I was at him. Um, It's so real. So real. Yeah. And it was hard because... Of course, you don't want to say that you're mad at the Lord, but the Lord welcomes that when you're going through a hard thing Mm -hmm. and um, there's no shame in that. I mean, my gosh, you're already feeling shame from the world. Um, You're feeling shame on yourself because you think something's wrong with you, but God's not shaming you. And there's just this, there's this level of freedom that you can walk through when you're going through a trial and a really hard season and you can get to that place with the Lord and say, I'm really mad at you. I love you, but I'm just really, really angry. And I remember the Lord saying, it's okay, I'm still here. Mm, and it angels. was like, okay, I know that he's still good, even though this doesn't feel good. And
0: you've miscarried twice. And I'm like miscarried were. twice,
1: yep. And
0: after surgery.
1: After surgery. Yeah. And so then there was this, there was this sense of, Even my mom, which I have to give a a huge shout out to my mom because we'd we'd process so much about this. And I remember after the first miscarriage and after my surgery, we were talking and I just remember saying, I just want this so badly. And she said, I just want you to relax. I want you Mm -hmm. to stop feeling like you have to achieve something with this baby if God said he's going to do it, oh, then he's going to do it.
0: Mama's wisdom. Yes. <laughs> I was like,
1: thank you, Mom. And, oh, and so it was just a really sweet time. It's cool
0: you're a pastor. So to a lot of girls listening, oh you know, they're like, hey, I don't, maybe they don't feel there like in their faith, but it's so relatable.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, yes, that's my title. Being a pastor is my title, but I am far from perfect. I am far from knowing all there is to know about. The Bible and theology. And I, I do not have a perfect life by any means. And just because I'm a pastor and I work for a church doesn't mean that I am not going to go through hard things. Yeah. Um, but the Lord is good. And, and I remember asking the Lord and what my encouragement to the girls listening is, if this is a similar season that you're walking in is to ask the Lord to give you pictures of your family, ask the Lord to, to give you scriptures to hold on to, um, I have a pastor friend on staff who he and his wife had gone through multiple mm-hmm. miscarriages and I had shared, you know, our story with them. And they gave us a Bible and highlighted their scriptures that they had held on oh, to man, that... for years. And they they called it our baby Bible. They said, this is your baby Bible. These scriptures, you know, are highlighted for you So you can hold on to them and stay strong in them. And I was like, obviously I lost it because I was like, this is the sweetest thing that anyone has ever given for us, given to us. And so
0: um, yeah, that's intimate.
1: Yeah, very intimate. So that's a treasure. Yeah. So my encouragement is whatever you're walking through, just give it to the Lord. I know that's easier said than done, but sometimes it's better for you to just let it all out to the Lord because he's the safest place for you to let it out. And maybe the only place for you to let it out,
0: right? In so, any trial, yeah. And so we're talking about sort of the pressure of timelines, and you and I were talking about this earlier the the pressure that just that social media or the social media world puts on us as girls. We were even talking about how you know, single girls. Don't get as much like flack. Is flack a word? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Flack? Flack? <laughs> flack sounds good. <laughs> flack. We we'll use that one. Uh, as much as single men, like single men may be yeah. older, right? And it's totally normal. And I feel like men are committing, you know, not a, they're committing later in life and women are still young and, you know, are worried about fertility, right? Yes. And so, you know, that social pressure, I babies were the only thing on my feed in 2020. Yeah. And I'm sure that was really hard for you too because your Explore feed is just like yes. baby, baby, baby. Everyone's getting pregnant. Everybody and it's like, is getting pregnant. Sweet.
1: I'm going to get off social media for a while because this is really making me upset. Yeah. So.
0: And that that pressure and that timeline, we were talking about that earlier. You said something about instead of doing or achieving, like you said with the baby, just being. Do you yes. want to elaborate on that?
1: Yes. So, um. There's this sense every single person is called to be who they're called to be. Um, We're not called to do. So uh, as the Bible says, yes, do good things, do good works. But that all comes from an outflow or an overflow of who you are. And that's just identity. And so um, my biggest thing is I knew who I was before becoming pregnant. I knew who I was before having the miscarriages. I knew who I was before getting married. And God has had to refine some of that, obviously, because I'm not perfectly mature. There's a maturing process. Um, And so I don't know if that answers a little bit of your question, but it it all boils onto identity. And there's such a sense of, and what I was telling you earlier, unrest in the world and rest isn't just a physical act. So... If you're in the church or even out of the church, we talk a lot about Sabbath rest. You take a day, you just do things that bring you life. Um, You know, sometimes that can look like going to the gym. It's extended quiet time with the Lord, you know, whatever that looks like. And you're just being with the Lord. But rest is a position and a posture of your heart. And so, and it's also a person. Rest is Jesus. And so when you have Jesus, there's this peace and there's this gift of um
0: I don't need to perform yes you don't you don't
1: have to perform you don't have to do anything you can just be who God's called you to be Mm, that's so good so yeah
0: yeah it's crazy because obviously we talk about social media a lot on this podcast you know you open up your feed whichever feed and everyone's doing yes I mean I don't you can't (laughs) even really picture yourself being yes because if you're photographing it you're doing yeah Right. So the people who are being, they're doing it behind closed doors, like you said, uh, which is more like a Sabbath. Right. Yeah. And so it's so hard to not, you know, get consumed in that pressure. Yes. And whether that's in your timeline of baby, family, dating, boyfriend, whatever, or if it's in the pressure of who you're supposed to be online, Mm -hmm. you know, your identity. Mm -hmm. I think that you know, your story is just, it's inspiring and Thank it's you. encouraging, I think, for so many women who are so focused on like achieving, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And instead of just, you know, surrendering it.
1: Yeah. Surrender is a perfect word for it. And, um, a book that, a, a resource that really, really helped me. And I would encourage every single person on this planet to read, but it's called The Pressures Off okay. by Dr. Larry Crabb. And, Um, he really unfolds the, the, um, law versus covenant and the pressure being off of you because you're no longer doing like the law says, but you're Mm -hmm. being like the new covenant says. So it was a transformational book for my story.
0: Yeah. Gosh, that's so sweet. I love that. I love that we touched on that. Okay. So do you want to tell, I love this for the single girls. Yeah. The story, (laughs) like a summarized story of your now husband, Ryan. Oh, yes. This is a great story for... I don't want to spoil it. But, <laughs> but calling men higher? Would you yeah. say that? Yeah, calling okay. men higher
1: being okay to set some boundaries Setting with Setting
0: boundaries with
1: the with the men that you date or whatever. So, um
0: also, Ryan's the best. So I know he's the best. Ryan is husband. the best. Hey, Ryan.
1: <laughs> hey, dear. <laughs> we call each other deer. I know cute. that's weird, but deer has always been our little pet name to each other. So it's real cute. Oh, cute. But um, yeah, so like I said earlier, we met at Texas Tech through Christian community and I had transferred there. And so he was born and raised in Lubbock. So he knew all sorts of people and I was still new. I transferred as a, as a junior. And uh, this one story in particular... We went to a college ministry night. I think it was on a Thursday night and we had just freshly started dating. So probably like two weeks, two to three weeks into dating. And we go to this college ministry. And of course, Ryan knows everyone. I don't know everyone as well. And we go together and we sit together. And after the message and, you know, worship and everything he gets up and he just walks down to the front to start talking to all his friends. And he leaves me standing there. And <laughs> I was like, uh, uh-uh, no. And also I'm an Enneagram eight and you're a toughie. I'm a toughie. And I will, Definitely lean on the side of confrontation any single time. I love confrontation. And so he didn't know what he was getting himself into at this (laughs) point. And so, anyway, he is down there talking to his friends. And I decide, well, I'm just going to go stand at the back doors until he's ready to leave. And so I'm standing at the back door staring at him. And I can tell he's looking around and trying to find me. And then he makes eye contact with me at the back of the church. And I'm just staring at him like, Okay, just whenever you're ready. And he he basically like went flush. His face completely changed. And he was like, Crap, I gotta go. (laughs) And so he walked back to the back where I was and he said, Are you ready? And I said, Whenever you are. And he was just like, Okay. And so we get in the truck. And I'm pretty quiet at this point because I'm like, "All right, Lord, help me not kill this man," because <laughs> that really annoyed me, that yeah. bothered me, and he That's was such a college dude thing. It's to totally have. a college it's dude totally, thing, yeah. And I'm like, "Of course, I'm fine to go talk to other friends, but you brought me, and then you, and then you. you just left me. So we're gonna have a conversation about this." And so, anyway, we're in the truck, and and we're he, you know, is asking what's wrong, and I said, "Look." I'm not here to waste your time and you're not here to waste mine. So I
0: love that. I
1: need to know if this is going to progress or not, because what you just did was completely inappropriate when you're the one who invited me to come to this event tonight. Say it, sis. (laughs) And he was like, okay, yep, I got it. And he told me after that conversation, which of course there's more to the conversation that we, we process through, but I was very direct and I was like, I'm not playing games. I'm, I'm not just dating you to just date. I, am I you know, have goals and I desire to have a husband. And if, if this is how it's going to be, then I'm happy to to wait a little longer. Wow. And um he Good he for you. Thank you. <laughs> I love the story. We laugh about it a lot because he says that that was a game changer for him and he said wow. that he actually started feeling stronger feelings for me because I was so open and direct about it from the get-go and didn't wait until more situations like that happened. I kind of set the tone and said, "Here's the boundary." you're either crossing it or you're going to respect it. And so, you know what that
0: it's dignity. Yeah. That's what you had. Yeah. And it's definitely attractive to men, but in, you know, the 21st century dating culture, we kind of talk about this, I guess, and Janine and I do like a horror dating stories episode. Mm -hmm. It was (laughs) savage. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. That sounds amazing. Savage. Yeah. But you know, we have these pretty awful stories of like things that guys did. And I would always be so upset because I would set these strong boundaries and the guys would get so butthurt. And it was so unusual Mm -hmm. because the other women they were dating would just take anything. Yep. And so this is obviously not like an offense towards women, but single girls, like this is like a testimony right here, (laughs) you know, like Caroline, like, Ryan's saying like, Hey, I really respected that you did that, that you set the boundary with me Yeah, instead of, you know, letting them walk like all over us. Mm -hmm. And that's a big problem right now.
1: Yeah. The biggest thing that you could do in a dating relationship and Jesse, you said it, but the term leading up is to speak up and set your boundary and, and lead them to that. If they cross it, say something, but they're going to respect it. If you put it there, you know, and that's okay. Like, don't hide behind the strength that's within you.
0: Well, I always thought dating better find out earlier than later. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, don't waste my time. Yeah. I don't
0: want to waste yours either. No, you don't want to waste time in that, like, uh, lack of clarity season. Yeah. You know, because that's where the anxiety comes from too. Mm -hmm. So I just love, I think that story, (laughs) that's like one of the first things I think you ever told me when I met you. Yes. And I was like, you know, I just met David and I had been dating for so long and I was like, this is it. I mean, you don't hear you honestly, which is so sad. And it's all about strengthening again, like you said, who we are Mm -hmm. right first so that you can like set those strong boundaries. And totally, you know, you and I had a conversation earlier about say like the power of saying no, Mm -hmm. I, that's, what you did with Ryan, obviously, but do you want to elaborate that? Because yes, I feel like that lesson goes into then work life, into mm-hmm. your 20s, like into your, I mean, for the rest of your life.
1: Yes. Um, if there's a statement that I would want in this regard, everyone to remember, it's that no is a complete sentence. You don't have That's to justify so your no. You don't have to explain your no. No is a complete sentence. And there's beauty in boundaries And I had to get to a place uh, in dating, even in marriage, with family, with friends. Yes, like every single person is not going to be safe. And so that's a really hard reality, but it is reality. It is reality. And it's safer for you to not believe that every single person is safe. And that's where that no comes in. And um, I don't know. Dr. Henry Cloud is incredible yeah. at explaining all of this with boundaries, and so he's got you know millions of different books on boundaries and dating, boundaries in general, boundaries and leadership, and no is good and no is healthy mm. and no um, yeah, it's just really healthy like that's that's it how started I'm, your
0: marriage. It
1: literally started my marriage <laughs> started in dating um and and Ryan too. I mean, he's had to say no to me. Yeah. And so it wasn't just me, but I had to respect his boundaries.
0: So well, even you think about no, even the way God says no to us, you know, there's so many closed doors in life, obviously. Yes. And when we want a yes and he gives us a no, obviously that's I mean, when you get super, maybe your faith is tested mm-hmm. or you can go into, you know, just a, a season of sadness or yeah. whatever you're fighting. But even with your miscarriages in a way.
1: Yes, I definitely had no's for both of them. That wasn't the right thing at the time. And honestly, getting to a place where you just had, you don't have to do anything. I chose to trust the Lord that he knew that this wasn't right. And that those babies are safer in his hands anyway oh. than they are in mine. Oh my gosh. And so um yeah. And of course like he's such a good father. He is. Aww. And that's easier to say now than in the mo than in the moment. Absolutely. But um yeah the no's I would say one of the best things to remember is that a no isn't rejection. It may just be a redirection or a repositioning into the better yes that's to come. And so when God says no, that means he's got a better yes for you. It's better. It's healthier. It's beautiful. You know, it's whatever.
0: Yeah. It's the right timing. I love that. And so kind of adding those two points that you just talked about, trusting God versus trusting people. Mm. (laughs) Do you want to share that part about Trusting people in the word. I love this story. Okay.
1: So, Ryan and I have uh, a mentor couple in our life, and we meet with them on a monthly basis, and they're incredible, healthy leaders. Just so amazing. And I remember a couple months ago, which I'm still processing through this. I told you this when we were talking about it, but when when people in the church, outside the church are talking about, I just have a hard time trusting people. I have, I just want to trust people. You know, they want to trust people. I mean, I want to trust people, but people are people and people are going to fail you. And at this current conversation, we were talking about some some people in our lives that, you know, we just weren't feeling like we could trust them. And, and the woman that uh, is meeting with us she said, do you know where it says to trust people in the Bible? And I just kind of, you know, thought on it. I was like, I don't think I know any scripture that talks about trusting people. And she said, there are only two scriptures in the Bible where it talks about um, trusting, you know, people and that one of them, and I don't know the direct or the actual scriptures, but one of them is when you have an infant and, you know, the, the baby is reliable on its mother for nutrition and life and, you know, trust, all the, yeah, yes, full trust they're there. literally trusting yeah. that they're going to be taken care of. And then the other one is a wife trusting her husband, but everything else says we do not trust in chariots or governments or whatever. We only trust in the Lord. So every scripture in the Bible, besides those two are trusting in the Lord. So Proverbs 35, favorite scripture. That's my life scripture in the Passion Translation specifically. But it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on, on, not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Wow. So trust in the Lord then the next scripture trust in the lord we trust in god we trust in the lord it doesn't say anything about people
0: nothing so isn't that crazy i it's just crazy. learned that she told me that last week and i never heard that before because a lot of my story is unfortunately like learning different motives behind different people in life yeah and learning that in a hard way mm-hmm. and learning yeah not learning that through the bible but learning it through Just like experiences and everything. So I just love that. I think it's so it's like, how have I never heard that?
1: I know it was life-changing for me whenever we were having that conversation. And I was like, there's such a weight that's lifted in the fact that I only trust in the Lord. And it and that scripture specifically says, with all of your heart, not parts of it. Parts aren't saved for people. It's the whole thing.
2: You're listening to the Converge Podcast Network, and now a message from a network supporter.
0: As you guys know, just from simply listening to this podcast, the purpose of my heart here is to be someone who leads girls to want to make her hearts prettier. I want to be someone who invests in my heart. I want to be someone who influences women to also want to take a step to get the heart help that we all need, especially in the midst of a crazy and traumatic year that we are still healing from and all the adjustments coming. We spend so much on clothes and makeup that do make our outer selves better, but what if we invested in making our hearts prettier? I know personally that it helps to talk life with others, but I've also found that a professional counselor helps me cleanse my heart, hit refresh and heal the most, especially in such a time as this. Let's talk about this y'all. Taking care of our hearts and brains is stewarding our personal lives with wisdom. It's stewarding our relationships and our finances, our jobs, kids, and future, our friendships, and most importantly, ourselves, even our relationship with God. If you are looking for a counselor, my favorite way to access one is through this show's sponsor, Faithful Counseling. I filled out a simple questionnaire and I was quickly matched with a counselor from the comfort of my home. Not only that, but they offer four easy and convenient ways to chat with the counselor, again, from your home. My two favorite parts, one, if you type in faithfulcounseling.com darling, you get 10% off your first month. And two, you can choose if you want to bring God into the conversation or not. It's a choice and it's a matter of how comfortable you feel with it. But Faithful Counseling is the largest online platform for Christians who are seeking therapy and would like to include prayer, scripture, and biblical wisdom within the confines of their counseling. But remember, it's a choice. So want to work on your heart with me? Type in this URL, faithfulcounseling.com slash darling, and you can get 10% off your first month. It's time to take care of your heart and invest in ourselves. Love you, girls. I think the first four episodes of my podcast, I talk about guarding your heart from social media. Yeah. Episode one. Episode two, it's about guarding your heart. In singleness, episode three, guarding your heart in friendships, yeah. with like mean girls, <laughs> yeah, and so I think I said that verse like every episode for at least four or five episodes, and that's basically what you're saying is guarding your heart, it's from people, yes, you know, and yes. obviously, that's like a you know, we want to believe in the best in people, of course, but it's about like putting God first, you yeah. know, and yeah. Looking at it from a biblical standpoint, it's, it's kind of mind blowing. It
1: really is. It's mind blowing.
0: But, I had never heard it before. Yeah. I was like,
1: this is transformational.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and of course, God says love people. Yes. Like, you know, but, you know, it's, it is different to love someone well, but then also not put your full trust in them.
1: Yeah. And yeah. not
0: put your guard down. Yeah, totally. Oh, I love that. So, so good. And that's
1: something that obviously I'm still processing through, but uh, it was a transformational revelation.
0: I think it's something good to just like remember, like put in, I always think of like a bookshelf and I just like shelf it yes. and I keep it there. Totally. It's like a little seed of wisdom mm-hmm. that you're, you can just remember. I wish I learned that when I was in high school. Same. And I'm saved me and me a I've, lot. I've really time. figured it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have saved me a lot me of time in my years. life. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully anyone in high school listening. Yeah. <laughs> We like, you know, shorten that time for you. Yes.
1: Yes. Trust in the Lord, not in people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So kind of going off that you're in rooms and this is something that David said, you're in rooms with a lot of high caliber leaders Mm -hmm. and you have seen a lot of different types of influence, a lot of different types of leadership. You obviously follow a ton of influencers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, a lot about the blogging world and social media world. Do you, can you define in your eyes, or even in a biblical standpoint, what influence and leadership really is. Mm -hmm. And kind of, I feel like right now it's just a number on a profile, Yeah, but I can say from my own perspective, some of the girls with the highest amount of profile, like they don't, God gave me the picture of an empty castle. Mm. The castle is huge, but there's no one in it, mm-hmm. and so there's different types of influence. Yes, and it can be deceiving on Instagram, um, but okay, I'll let you talk. Now. Yeah, no, that's
1: <laughs> really good. Um, I think Craig Rochelle, who's pastor of Life Church, says it the best, and he oversees uh, usually in uh, August, I think August or September, global leadership summit, and it's it's for leaders to come and listen and glean from other leaders and learn. And, uh, he always says this at every single conference, but every person has influence. That's good. Influence doesn't have to look like just social media. It doesn't have to look like just teams that you lead. It doesn't have to look like anything. And how I would describe leadership, especially being a believer and being in the church is it's your servant, Wow. Jesus is the perfect leader and he was a servant. Mark ten forty five says Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve. And so his leadership model was completely a servant because he loved God and he loved people. Mm. And so, of course, if you're on social media, you have influence. It's not about the numbers. It's about you being who you're called to be. That's In influence. Heart, yeah. yeah. And um, And I would even just say... For anyone listening, leadership starts in you. If you don't know how to self-lead, you're most likely not going to know how to lead other people.
0: Oh, That's good. And
1: I think that leadership starts in the home. So for you, if you're single, for anyone who's married, like leadership starts in the home before any ministry, before any social media post, before you speak on a weekend service. I mean, whatever that looks like, like leadership starts in the home. And it starts in you. So if you don't know how to self-lead, then you're not going to know how to lead in other capacities.
0: That is so good because I feel like so many people these days are so interested in building an online following or these like little tiny kingdoms, right? Square, Tiny square kingdoms, I like to call them. And you spend so much time scrolling, taking photos, building all that, that you've lost the personal touch with building your own life. Yeah, totally. And it's such a good question. How can you lead others if you, if you're too busy mm-hmm. trying to figure that out Yeah, you can't even lead yourself well?
1: Yeah. And I think for any, any leader, any person, cause we all have influence. We all have a calling, but I think the biggest question that we should be asking ourselves in any situation is what is our why? Mm. What's our motive? What's our heart behind what we're doing? And I think that, Will answer a big question on your leadership is your why? Wow! Yeah.
0: Oh, so <laughs> that's so good. Oh my gosh, everything you say is like just truth bombs. I love it. It's the Lord. <laughs> so wise, man. Yeah, it's it's really wild just to see kind of the the deception. You know, we're growing up with it. Anybody can get on TikTok and mm-hmm. pretty much go viral yeah. right now. Yeah, but. I've seen it a lot of like Christian conferences I've been to. I've also seen it on blogging trips that, you know, they go viral and then they break down yeah. because there's this unrest
2: totally. and
0: it, it is really crazy because it, it's stewardship, right? If you can't steward yes. your own personal life, mm-hmm. but you're too busy feeding the feed, mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want your... I mean, my question would be Do you want yourself to destruct? Are you willing to sacrifice yourself to gain some sort of Mm. following? Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I
0: mean, I took 500 days off because I lost myself. Yeah. It's like, that's a pretty big time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and I, I I mean, I was there. I I
0: did it. Yeah. And I'm so
1: proud of you. Thank you. That's so incredible. Such an inspirational life journey, seriously.
0: Thank you. But it's, it does happen. And Mm -hmm. I I do feel like to this day, I I'm susceptible to it daily just because I did that. Doesn't mean that I am not fighting it daily, Yes, but it's that awareness, Yeah, you know, and it is easy to get pulled into building those. And I do think this will encourage a lot of girls who, you know, maybe think that they need to have X, Y, Z, right. They need to have followers or they need to have their feed look a certain way, or they need to have a boyfriend yes. on Instagram or, yes. you know.
1: Yep, totally. And I'll just say this too, and something that I feel like the Lord has been revealing to me as far as building. And, and we hear a lot about building God's kingdom and we, we want to build for him and whatnot. But I would almost change that language to say, I want to further his kingdom. Mm. I want to further it because it is built. It's built in Jesus. He's completed. He's a completed kingdom. And so our role as believers is to further it. And so social media, for example, you on this podcast, you on your Instagram, um, you're furthering God's kingdom. Thank you. You know? And so.
0: I love what you said about Jesus being a servant. Yeah. I mean, when you think of followers on Instagram, you don't think that you're serving them. You think it's the other way around. Oh, yeah. Right? Totally. <laughs> and so like, what a healthy perspective. Mm-hmm. You made me think of when I got to go to a retreat held by Sadie Robertson. Mm-hmm. I was so amazed by her family because they're the Robertsons. They're on yeah. reality TV. They're, yes. you know, on, in the limelight. And Willie, her dad's cooking the food. Her mom's tie dyeing the shirts. Every single one of them served. Yeah. Not a single. They weren't. They didn't hire anybody. Christian was serving the food and they were the cleanup crew. They, and they were servants. Mm-hmm. And I was so amazed because I would come from the fashion blogging industry mm-hmm. where everything is delegated. And I saw this like amazing, humble family serving yes. these like young Christian little bloggers. And I was like, this is such a different yeah. view. Yeah. And I, it, it made me think of that when you said that.
1: Yes. I mean, if you were to think of a servant just in our, in our day and age, back in history, whatever, they're the lowest of the low. Mm-hmm. And so um, part of what we talk about in our leadership team meetings here is the reverse triangle the reverse pyramid, and the leader should always be at the bottom, oh my uplifting everyone else. That's what a servant leader looks like, not at the top. So
0: it's, it's backwards. It is. But then that's also where fulfillment comes from. So yeah. if, if we would flip that in social media, maybe we wouldn't get so <laughs> run dry. Yeah. Right?
1: yeah. Keeping up with all the things or making sure that everything looks perfect and fancy and all of that. And it's like, no, it doesn't have to. You don't have to
0: do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you can just be. <laughs> there um someone sent me a message the other day about they're like a Christian clothing line. They're like we have something similar to yours. We didn't copy it on Shop Darling and we just want to tell you cuz we don't we're you're copying us or we're copying you and I I just emailed back and I was like we're all on the same team. Yeah you know, and that's the cool part about furthering the mission of the kingdom is that there's no me versus you. Yeah, exactly. Like you are doing the Lord's work and we're all in this together Mm -hmm. and I am championing you. Yeah. But in my previous industry, you know, we, we, if I didn't get the campaign, they did. And if they didn't get the campaign, I did. Mm -hmm. If they didn't get the conversion, you know, and so it was this, like, I have to step on you to get, higher yes and I just love the healthiness yeah in that
1: I think we talked about that last week that it's not a surprise that the enemy would attack women specifically in any industry because when women are working together and it like you just said with that company that reached out and you're furthering the kingdom together like that's an unstoppable force like God created women for a very specific reason. And he used women all throughout scripture, all throughout the beginning of time. And so it's, it's no joke. It's no surprise that the enemy would be attacking women through comparison, Comparison. competition, all the
0: things. And so I just love that you are like, we're all in this together. Yeah. This is great. Well, and it's, I always feel like, so I would say Instagram is a women-driven led Mm -hmm. platform. Yeah. And when you're just building your own kingdom, your own profile, it is, it is competition Mm -hmm. suddenly. Yeah. And it's an algorithm. There's a person who's placed at the top and then there's a second and then there's a third, right? And so there is a hierarchy and that's so unhealthy for us Mm -hmm. as women. Yeah. Like you said, it's no surprise the enemy's attacking us there. Yes. Because it's just... I don't know, you know, you get wrapped up in it, but going on, on top of that. So I know David told me that you said you never wanted to work at a church (laughs) Yeah, and obviously you are a female in the church. Yeah. What, I guess I have two questions. Mm -hmm. What does it look like to be a strong female leader within the church? That's number one. And Mm -hmm. the second one is tell us a story about how you didn't want to be in it. And now you're here. Mm. Good question
1: yeah, no, what it looks like to be a strong female in the church, well, you just be yourself, I mean honestly like that's that's all I could say i I feel like I have a pretty good grounding of who I am now. Uh, it has taken some time i I played sports and you know played basketball in college, and so my identity was really wrapped up in in sports and basketball and all that and and so um, I feel like I have a pretty good grounding now of of who I am. And I believe that just my calling is to love the Lord and love people. And this is the avenue in which I do it. And so it looks like not being afraid to say the hard thing. Uh, my personality is definitely one that will say the thing that no one else wants to say in the room and being okay with that and not being afraid because I'm a woman because I'm a female pastor that I'm going to get shamed and I work for an incredible church that doesn't do that. It absolutely welcomes it. And so that's been really fun. Um, but you just do what the Lord tells you to do. I mean, that's honestly what it looks like. You're just obedient to whatever the Lord's asking you to do. And, um, and I lead men and women. I don't just, I'm not a women's pastor. I, I, I lead both men and women. I, I specifically oversee an area that I would describe as our discipleship classes or our spiritual formation classes. And so my team is made up of men and women who are 30 plus years older than me. And so it looks like me being me, being unashamed, being unapologetic, and speaking up, using my voice, and loving people. I mean, that's what it looks like. Yeah. So, um, I, I started off as an admin and a coordinator and then was promoted to pastor. And so I just, I just was obedient.
0: Well, obviously you have that strength and the wisdom. I mean, it's so clear. It's so, and all your answers, it's just so good. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) wow, I love
1: it. And then of course (laughs) the second question, oh my gosh. So part of that story is, um, I come from a family. My grandparents specifically on on my mom's side were working in the church. They both were a part of ministry. I, I grew up in a Christian home, and my grandparents worked in ministries that the amount of stories of pain and hurts that they' had gone through, I mean, that's kind of scary when you think mm-hmm. about it and um, from the church, yeah, from the church, from leadership and Um, some moral failures and things like that. And of course, if you have a strong foundation, I just want to insert this. If you have a strong foundation in the Lord, you understand that people are people and they're they're not susceptible to failing. And so, but growing up and listening to some of those stories, it was like, oh, I don't know if I would want to work in the church, but I love the Lord. And so before I started working At the church, I was working for Southwest Airlines and I knew at 20 years old, I had gone to Egypt on a mission trip and God transformed my life. And I, I surrendered and understood the difference between religion and relationship. And, um, I knew that God was calling me into ministry and I was like, I don't know what that looks like. Because when I say called to ministry, that may not be you're working at a church ministry is ministry. You can do that anywhere. So I didn't know what that looked like. So I was working at Southwest and, you know, was offered this job and I was freaking out out because this is also my church home. This is where Ryan and I were going to church. This is where I had been going to church since 2011, And it's just a, it's just a different ball game when you're on the inside. And I Ryan and I had to pray a lot and I remember sitting in my apartment with Ryan and I had the acceptance letter and we were processing back and forth and I just told Ryan I said I'm going to do this. I know this is what God's calling me to do and I need to release the fear and trust that the Lord's going to going to get me through whatever this fear is of working for a church. And I can honestly say that I've never worked for a better organization and that the people here are incredible. Has it come with, <laughs> it's a rough conversations and hard times. Absolutely. It has because the church is made up of people, Yeah. but it has been such a gift. And I have grown more as a person in my walk with the Lord and my understanding of my identity relationships with people how to communicate i mean there's so many different things that i've grown and learned and i'm just so grateful and so yes i was extremely afraid to take that risk but i'm so grateful that i did
0: yeah and so you were worried about the shame in the church
1: yeah totally i was afraid that just being exposed to the reality of our judgment judgment humanness um Shame. Yeah. All of that. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was risky. Yeah. So, but
0: But it all paid off and it did.
1: And I've been here over three years. So much love. Yeah. So much love. And I mean, the Lord is just so good because I work for an extremely healthy church and the way that this church and this organization is ran is unbelievable. Wow. So, Oh, yeah,
0: that's so inspiring. And I'll
1: even say this when Ryan and I were going through our miscarriage, um, the first one, specifically, uh, our church family paid for us to go through counseling to have, oh, like, to be healthy. healthy and to process because we had never gone through anything like that before, that that sort of loss and learned how to grieve. and it was just love. I mean, like seriously, our, we felt very surrounded and supported.
0: David told me that you were a huge, uh, encourager of counseling.
1: Oh yes. I'm a huge, <laughs> I would go to counseling every single day if I could. No joke. Yeah. Um, and not counseling just to, I don't know, talk through issues or problems. I think that's obviously healthy and I've done that, but also to just ask questions to receive revelation and wisdom and insight and, um, and just to be able to process it's so healthy. And uh, a picture that, that I got, cause I was never really one to open up and process. It was pretty reserved when it came to that. And of course it goes back to the trust thing. It was a risk to open up and be vulnerable with people. And this picture that I received was, um, through a friend, actually, she received it and and shared it with me, but If you keep something hidden, it only stays in darkness. But when you say it out loud, the darkness is exposed and light can now come in Mm -hmm. and uh, it can't hide anymore. And so there's a sweet sense of freedom. And it's such a gift to be able to have someone that you can process with whatever it is that you need to process. And I would highly encourage counseling. It's you're not weird. Because you go to counseling, I think it's one of the healthiest avenues that you could ever take as a human being in your spiritual walk, in any walk.
0: I'm so glad that we touched on that because yeah. obviously that's our sponsor for the show. It's Faithful Counseling. And it, the, my heart was just like to give girls like an outlet Yeah, or the, you know, the availability of a counselor. It's, yeah. the, it just seems so intimidating to go find a therapist or something. Yes. Right. But I love how in our generation, it's becoming cool. It it's, is. It's like to get heart help is a good thing. It
1: is. It's so healthy and it's so needed. And I can't stress this enough. You're not weird because yeah. you go to a counselor. It's such a lie. It's such a lie. And I'm like, do you want to get better? Yeah then it go talk. help yes. everybody around you. It will. It won't just help you. It'll help other people. And so, uh, yes, it's such a gift. Oh, I it's love such that. a gift.
0: <laughs> okay. So we're about to wrap up, which is so sad because I feel like <laughs> we could just pull so much wisdom out of you yeah. all day long. <laughs> oh my gosh. But is there anything else you want to share with like mm-hmm. anything encouraging, anything that you've learned? Just my
1: biggest encouragement. And I kind of touched on it earlier would be every day. Wake up. And ask yourself, what's your why? When you have your why, you can lead through that why, and you know why you're doing what you're doing. Um, whether that's why you're on social media, why are you working for a church? Why are that's you so good? Why are you, you know, trying to be a good wife to your husband? You know, whatever that is. Um, so I would say that, and then of course, the biggest piece to all of this is knowing who you are and knowing who you are in the Lord. What's your identity? What's your identity found in, which is totally your story, Jesse. Um, and I'm so glad that you've shared it and lead serve. Yeah. Serve your heart out. Go love people oh, and love I the Lord. Know what to end <laughs> <on>. <laughs> so, just go love people. Oh, people man, need it. That's so, so sweet. Yeah. that's So I'm so sure sweet. there would be so much more I could say, but That would be it. Love. Just go love people. It's not as hard as we make it out to be.
0: That is so good. I love that you said find your why, even on something like social media. Mm -hmm. I did that little bucket list, my bucket list on My Diary. And one of those was stop mindless scrolling because there's no why. There's no why. Sometimes you're like, why am I even on here? Mm -hmm. And I know we've talked about that in different episodes. Get on there just to encourage somebody and then get off because you have a why. Yeah. And so I love that. Like, that's just like a mini snippet of that. If, yeah. inc- if your why is encouraging someone, there you go. Like yep. you can find a way to do that in all things. So yes. You're so loving be, people. be
1: who you are. Aww. Be who you're called to be and love people
0: oh my gosh well That's thanks it. for doing this caroline you're so <laughs> thank you. sweet and you're gonna be a mama soon When's i am
1: september 15th we're having a little girl Aww. and she is awesome already
0: so we'll, we'll all be praying for your thank little girl you. and thank, thank you so much i hope you guys love this episode <laughs> yes thank you for all your reposts and all the love on the shop y'all so sweet we've just been, y'all been showering us in all the love and we're so grateful. Definitely rate or review. Give us a five star, subscribe on Apple, all the fun things. We love you guys. Bye. I'm Deborah Felata. I'm an author and licensed professional counselor, and I'm also part of the Converge Podcast Network. In my new book, Are You Really Okay? I'm going to challenge you to get real about who you are and how you're doing spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. Are You Really Okay? will help you get healthy from the inside out. And for a limited time, you'll also receive the free audiobook and an exclusive free journal with every pre-order. Order Order from your favorite retailer today and visit areyoureallyokay.com to learn more. That's areyoureallyokay.com. Y'all, I am so excited you're here. If you want to love on this podcast and all God is going to do through this show, hit subscribe, rate, and review, and be sure to share it with others. And on your Instagram story. Love you guys. XOXO, Jesse.
2: This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.